honeymoon and oh this boy. was a this is gonna you be know good. like we were at at the the resort place that we were at for for a little bit of the honeymoon sure um very like uh let's say different than most of the people there different in the sense of you know i'm not underweight nor a healthy weight but i'm not uh as big as a 50 year old midwesterner who's in puerto rico mm. but anywho we were talking to one of them that's a fred durst uh sure. related here <laughs> and these two this like older couple they were actually nice but like just to paint you a picture of who they were yeah like they they were they were definitely wanting to chat with us as the cool hip kids uh of the of the resort more Classic, or less as you um, are and they just kind of out of nowhere like oh yeah we went to um because they were from chicago of course mm-hmm. uh, and by chicago they were for this from the suburbs um naturally and they were like yeah we went to coachella no wait what's this chicago one uh lala lala sorry uh we went to lala this year like all four days and i was like wow for real and they're like yeah it's like huh. well, who was your favorite and the the guy first he said DJ Marshmallow, and he's like, you know that. What right? I was like, the I hell? Don't, I don't. This music, is, <laughs> no. But that's honestly a wild answer. That is an insane for answer you for, as, in for your a fifty-year-old guy. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. But then he was like, his wife was like, well, I don't know. Like, I think Limp Biscuit was a lot of fun. No way. And then way. he was like, you know what? Limp Biscuit was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, and then they just talked to us about. How Fred Durst was uh, basically just being a dad, but just so happened to be also Limp Biscuit throughout the performance. And he was like, it was great. And so anyways, they're keeping on rolling, 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 because they were knocking them back. Oh, my God. Whoever you are, didn't ask the name, didn't want to get that personal. Hope you had a good vacation. They were having a great time. (laughs) You know what? Good good for them. You know what? Good for them. It was very surprising. I was like, and you know, it's like we're we're only we're not that far away from being those people that exist. You know probably, what I mean? Like, probably seems like they, they're cool, like effectively. Well, and I mean, I knew you were, were just about to be them. Listen, I'm trying to avoid that part of it, that part of oh. your statement. Okay, that part of your story. I, I, I knew you I, were gonna. It was gonna go like the limp biscuit route. But the marshmallow one is just is just sending me, man. That's crazy. Oh. I, that's what I, I was like. I was like, yeah, no, I don't. I love that he that he called him uh, Mr. DJ Marshmallow. <laughs> yeah, Mr. yeah, I added I mean, the Mr. But DJ yeah. Marshmallow, I love that they added that. It was, yeah, and I was I mean, like, honestly, yeah. man, barely know who that is. So props to you. Um, uh, yeah, and, and then I said, Lala is too much for me. I can't. I can't commit to that that amount of music festival. It's a lot of music uh, festival. Yeah, it's not so much that it's a lot of music festival. Well, no, it is a lot of music festival. It's just so the crowds and the the type of crowd that goes to those. Yeah, is uh, is a lot. It's just, I mean, I'm 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 with you, man. It's not for At me. At the same point, I hope that that's what I'm doing when I'm their age. You know, chilling in some Puerto Rico for a bit, get away from the cold, hanging out with my wife. Do the inverse uh, uh, youth. Yeah, thing. going to going to concerts because that's what I basically do now. So, like, let's keep it moving. <laughs> um, but, Danny, how how did your week go? You know, I, I did want to check in. Um, yeah, 
you know, did did we in any way get canceled from our last podcast? We did just not due to sheer negativity. We did not. Hey, honestly, it was one of our most listened to episodes. Um, it this 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 season so far. So uh, <laughs> a lot. I guess people are feeling the similar way, man. I think I we. Mean, uh, Anger sells, baby. <clears throat> we like, it sure does. People are like, "Oh yeah, this is spicy." All right, hell yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, you know, shouts out to um, you Not know, my yet. impending you know heart attack. Uh, shouts out. Hey, you know what? We're here to provide provide that entertainment for you folks, and I mean, it'll be a, tr- a little bit of a traumatizing experience for for me first and foremost. I'm sure for. Your family and like when my heart wife. explodes, yeah, while we're on a podcast, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be weird to look at. Oh yeah, it's gonna suck. It's it's gonna. I mean, it's probably gonna come out like an alien situation, um, just like ripped out of my chest. What do I do in that situation? Right. So like, let's let's. Oh Let man, it we're, we're... Let it happen. Let it happen. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, I'm 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 talking like the logistics of like, do I close my laptop when like christine and ripple walk into the room do i like call them i mean you would obviously call them danny yeah you would call them <laughs> you don't just do nothing you would call them but we got to get no, off no, this no. topic danny, I bet the, this the is computer. a computer i know you're right you're right this is a positive episode, episode. and hey we're having fault, fun as we're usual. having fun <laughs> danny what was one thing that happened this week that made you go huh that's all right. Life ain't too bad. Yeah, this so this is why I sent you the the that message uh yesterday morning that we have a, a couple of hardcore fans now. Um this guy came in like he this guy comes in like once a month and he just like hypes up all our shit. Like he would just like go into all the TikToks and and, and some of the stuff that he's missed and like He'll like send me a DM or like leave a comment to one of my comments and like, hey man, you make you guys make really good content that I really enjoy and you guys should be like at I don't understand how you're not at least at like 500k followers. Fuck yeah, that's so nice. I'm like, dude, that is the nicest thing. Um, Oprek, Oprek is his name. Uh, is Oprek. this stage? Keep hey, it, keep it going. Keep it coming, man. Hey, Thanks. we appreciate. That's really you. sweet. That is very nice. That is very yeah, nice. And I, I was mean, like, oh, yeah. you know what? That, I don't know. It's just I was talking to Lily and I was like, oh, this is it's one of those things that's like feels a little strange that like, oh, we have people that are like hyping, hyping me up a little bit, um, which is a little odd. Yeah. But I'm also like, that feels good a little bit, too. Like, cool. Well, I'm, I'm, someone's the, entertained by our shit. As the ultimate slacker within our partnership, um, you work really hard <laughs> on doing stuff and it's nice to for, for someone to notice yeah, yeah like absolutely that's, that's great absolutely um, so that was good my job positive. danny what's your positive uh, this week my positive this week is for a brief moment um i thought my wishes of a tiny dog coming into my life Oof. in some way Oof. that then i get to basically make best friends with ripple and like have the tiny dog ride ripple it almost <laughs> happened so christine and her dad were walking uh, the dogs during the day yeah and a little tiny yorkshire terrier just like literally like the the weight of a single beer um super oh small little scaredy cat uh doggo um was just walking around trying to figure it out and they scooped him up uh we gave him a bath and uh went to the vet and checked 
to see if it had a had a, a chip. It didn't. So we were like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, I think this is our dog. So that's cool. Um, but then we posted some pictures, and and the dog nice. was reunited with their owner. Oh, okay. Um, so that was good. It was you know a little bit disappointing, but ultimately it was a nice thing because I got to meet a dog, got to hold and hug a little doggo that was a little scared, um, and it was very cute. So it was it was it was great. Look at look at you. You the the Christmas spirit is is alive and well. Uh, happy Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chrysler, I, listen. Hey, that joke Chrysler. is old as hell. I'm gonna. It's gonna ride into the dirt. I don't care. I oh, love it. I Vine love it. lives forever inside of all of us, so it's okay to quote vines, <laughs> and it will never be weird for people who don't know what Vine is. I promise. Exactly. It does always goes over well in any work meeting with people younger than you. Never fails. Get it. Never fails. Welcome back it's to like, <laughs> the DFGT. It's like podcast. quoting America's Funniest Home Videos, basically, at this point. That's how oh, old no. it's like Bob Saget. Anyways, welcome. Sorry. <laughs> I am your host, Danny. I'm Spencer. And this is uh, this is the season finale for uh, this is the closing podcast for the year, folks. So, And I'm going to put something out there right now about yeah. our season finale. This will be better than the season finale of Secession. Wow. And some are calling that season finale, some. I don't know if I'm part of it, but some are calling it the best season finale of all time. So, you know, we'll, I really, see, I, we'll I, see where we go. I really got to start watching the show. I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to binge that at some point in the next week It's or two. extremely stressful to watch if you work at a job cool so for everyone literally yep it's just super stressful because <laughs> it's just about like it's like it's maybe real too much and then also the the way that they you know their language and the way that they write like no person actually could be that good at talking so it's like it's it's as many again critics would say shakespearean in a lot of ways it's that is, basically King Richard. The, that is a the hell of a like endorsement there. That's that's I mean, crazy. I mean, Billy Shakespeare, man. Cr- if he was critique. writing stuff now, like he wrote about kings and and you know kings and queens, what are those now? They're titans of industry, as it as it yeah, as it was. Yeah. Hey, Shakespeare um, was pop culture at one point. So Shakespeare was literally pop culture, um, and. Basically, most of the good Shakespeare is just really, really complicated insults, which Secession does a great job of doing, like hyper-specific insults that make barely any sense. But then you're like, that was really funny. I really, um, I really got to get into this bad boy. I really got to get into it. Yeah, um, but this will be this will as be good or as better. Good as good or that, better. So. And obviously has started <laughs> strong. So. Obviously. Listen, without, this is this is goes a, without saying. This is a good episode though. So if you if you want like insight into like the upcoming YouTubes and TikToks and stuff, this is this is the episode for you. We're gonna be talking about all the shit that we liked, all the good music, all the good games, some of our favorite tech. Both of us got into some more niche things this year yeah. on the tech side of it. So I'm excited to just kind of wrap some of that up and, and see what potential things we'd like to learn next year i'm calling them learnings not goals not goals yeah i'm not gonna have resolutions i got enough goals in my life man yeah um just just stuff i want to do yeah yeah you know so let's let's start off dude let's start off with music because we 
we were music heavy in the beginning last week, and now we're going to start off with the good stuff this week. Positive things. Top album. So I think there was a, quite a bit of overlap, I think, in some of our listening and what we would probably consider our tops yeah. this year. Um, but, but why don't you hit me with some stuff that you got first? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's, there's like a couple ways to think about like best album of the year or really like any list thing just like i'm yeah. not trying to disclaimer it's just like how i think about these things but so there's like your favorite which is a totally valid way to rank the best of a year like sure whatever your favorite is is the best and there's also like the the one that is just the best that maybe you don't like the best but it is like objectively like you're just like everything about this is amazing and it I do like it um and I understand why people think it's the best right. and and like so for my personal favorite and I do not necessarily think it may it's like maybe the best thing that happened this year by most people's standards is the idol opus by ADJY J, whatever it is yeah um just because it hit such a sweet spot for me um, for like most of the summer that it's hard for me to say that anything else was better than that for me because nothing else I really went back to more. Um, it was like, it's just a great album and it's exactly what I like. And it was like, you know, it's it basically like it was catnip, man. How could I not put this <laughs> first? It's like exactly the thing. It's mid, kind of Midwestern emo-ish, but a little bit more fantastical. Yeah. Um, they talk about bones and corn, which are definitely important in my lyrical content. <laughs> I love hearing about bones and corn. Hell yeah. Love talking about cicadas. There was field recordings during it. Like all of these things. It was a prog album, so it was telling a story like, Come on. I mean, how many more things need to hit my wheelhouse of things I like in music? Um, so, yeah, I really loved it. I think it's also, like, accessible in a huge way. Um, if you like indie rock, you would like this. If you like emo, you would like this. Uh, if you like a little bit of, like, a, I don't know, like, grittier Disney I think you would like this because it's kind of like that in times. It's very pretty. Um, great harmonies, good lyrics. Production is good. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it's a, for, for someone like me, it just, it just hit me on a, on a ton of levels. And so, yeah, it's my, my favorite of the year. Yeah. It, the interesting thing for me about that album, because I, I really like that one too, is <clears throat> how like, how like palatable uh, like palatable they've made um a little bit of chaos in in the soundscape for 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 it because you're right it is very pretty but i think for for someone that's coming in um like uninitiated to music that's a little bit more I want to call it pretentious, but just a little bit more complex than like your standard. It like, is pretentious. I mean, I, sure, you sure. Should, you, it, okay, you, it is. The, it is. The it dude is a little literally like disappeared for a year to make this thing. It's it is. It is pretentious like, on purpose. I but think. but like if if you're not if you're used to just consuming like your your radio hits or your TikTok hits or your internet hits, which is fine. I'm not I'm not saying that that's a bad thing at all. Love I consume all a lot of that. Too. A lot of that. Um, it's 
it's still palatable like you can you can still approach this album um so don't let like the prog rock label on this one scare you away because at the very least you'll learn something new about sounds that you enjoy or don't enjoy yep and also don't look at how long it is that's not going to help you get into it and the (laughs) first song is not seven minutes long i promise or don't look at the the song titles either either just just kind of don't do that (laughs) we're selling this one you good avoid the artwork (laughs) (laughs) no no the artwork is really cool the artwork's actually really cool cool. um that's and i like all of the dumb like it's just it is like you know another thing i love it's the mind of kind of one person uh that really just had this vision yeah and and you know and has a lot of people that helped him get there but it's very like uh what is it idiosyncratic yes um and I know it's definitely word. what this dude wanted to do um for better or worse for bloated or not uh it's it's a it's awesome and has my favorite uh drum break of the year and that's in that first song let me know when you hear it if you do listen to it there's a little moment of some syncopation that is so good to my brain Oh man, if if you're like a music, what there, there's a word for uh, it, it that isn't audiophile. It's like it's like you care about it as much, but like the music thing specifically. I forgot. I, I saw something that's like, oh, there's a word for it. Um, yeah, it it does give me moments of frisson, which is one of my favorite oof, musical experiences, oof. where you get the little tingly. I love the fr- when the frisson hits you, man. Oh my god, that's just that's delicious. That's delicious. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm going to go with my favorite album of the year and then we'll we'll look kind of like list off some of the other stuff that we like too. Sure. Is I think my favorite album of the year is is going to be An Evening with Silk Sonic. Oh, Danny, nice. Like I love that pick for you. I, and I love that album. It just I don't know what it was about just like the the way that that album just started and ended it felt very tight but it felt very like satisfying and conclusive for me i want more music from them i want anderson and bruno to like just like just keep this going baby just keep this going because it's very fun it's super fun but it's it's sexy it's sensual it's it's anthemic it's it's got like a track for almost all your moods i love that it it goes from most of the album is very like lovey-dovey and like kind of like smooth 60s 70s like um kind of bougie man trying to like woo his his lady or his boo or something and then like a couple of songs go like no screw you i'm gonna be a bachelor forever um which is kind of funny to like hear that shift in in lyrical content throughout but like thundercat in there so cool and like just the way that the sound we we talked about it uh, a couple of weeks ago that like a lot of like the reviews are like this album is very derivative i'm like yeah that that's the point but that's Mm. kind of the point yeah and i think we needed that because anderson's and bruno's like voices on this like adds that kind of cherry on top of uniqueness to this album that for me, like, just it's hitting like all the musical needs. It's hitting like all the tonal needs, um, just like the the soundscape. It's 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 mixed and produced pretty really well as well. Um, still waiting for that vinyl to come in, but 
Oh my god, I I just loved this album, and and for an album that came out what a month ago, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. I'm like, yeah, no, this is this is my pick because when I went down and like started listening to all of these, I almost picked Gold Digger, Digger Sound. That's what I thought you were gonna pick. I thought I was gonna go with that one too, and then and then I I went back and did like a quick round of listening to the albums again. I was like, nope, it's Silk Sonic, man. I I like just I'm smiling ear to ear. Every yep. time throughout the entire I think, album. I think the thing about Silk Sonic for me uh, and this album is it is openly optimistic Yeah, in every yeah. way. Like everything about it is like positive. Even the negative songs, it's they're having fun with it. They're yeah. not like, you know, there's a couple parts where they say words that should we be using? I don't know. Right, right, right. right. Um, but like, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of just like they're doing it to do that derivative thing yeah, that yeah. was, right? I don't think they're like unaware of what they're doing um, in any capacity. Like, it's very tailored to exactly what it is. And the one thing that has been interesting when you read reviews about it, um, which like I've definitely been trying to do a thing where. I avoid the review until I listen to a thing or or watch a thing or just trying to get less other people's opinions in my head going into stuff. Yeah, yeah. But after I listened to it and I was like, banger, absolutely love it. Like, put it right back on, you know, as a thing yeah. where I drove extra around um, so I could listen to more of it. Like, you know, I was like totally fine not finding the parking spot. Um, Like, when people are like, oh, this is derivative or this is, you know, it's just like doing a pastiche of the thing or whatever. I'm like, nostalgia. I'm like, that's like 99% of everything that yeah. everyone also <laughs> gives great reviews to. And I don't yeah. know why, like, Silk Sonic seemed to get like middling reviews. And, and a lot of it was like, this is nostalgia. And then like everyone gives Taylor Swift's recreation of an album she released 10 years ago tens right you know what i mean and i'm I'm not saying that that's not a cool thing because it is very cool and it sucks that she had to do that and it's like really well recorded it's very textured and all that good shit but it's literally something that already happened yeah yeah like (laughs) and like never was a mention you know what i mean like um and I, i i was like why are they catching so much flag for that yeah because that's like everything that happens now is based on like wholly original things we definitely they're they they exist but so much of what is mega popular is purposely derivative of something yeah um so it was weird like that came up in so many reviews i read as like a negative and i'm like why is it a negative here is it because it's so closely hewn to the thing that it's like I'm like I'm not bored by this. Maybe you reviewer who listens to six million albums a year and like apparently just spent nothing but time listening to like seventies funk. That's the crazy part to me, right? Because like it, to some degree, I understand where where that point is coming from. Um, I I don't think that that should necessarily be a knock, especially because I do think that they they still added their like. It was still Bruno and Anderson Pac, right? It and was I don't like think people original sound like Anderson Pac. Like no. maybe people sounded like Bruno, but Anderson right. Pac's voice is pretty it's damn so unique. unique. It's so unique, and and I think that's that's where it's like, 
okay, but it, even even if it was just like a full on, like just straight up, we're not trying to do anything different and just do pure tribute, it still did a damn good job at that. Yeah. So like, why would, be, would that be a knock? I would be pumped if they're like, oh, hey, we're just going to like literally start redoing funk songs. Like we're going to do the Gap Bands, You Dropped a Bomb on Me. We're just going to do right. that live. And I would be like, fuck, yeah, I love funk. Like I, I, like weirdly enough, I grew up listening to funk with my dad. Like that's what he used to. That's what he listened to the most. And so, like, I'm hearing Silk Sonic. I know it's not pure funk. It's like right. a little bit of R and B of that era. Um, but it's like so much fun to hear those harmonies. To hear, you know, that thick fucking bass line. Yeah. Oh my god. In everything, and so just like nice how pretty it is like it's yeah i think it's a great pick um i i love the album it's awesome it's a good and album I usually good album. you know me i hate things that people like but i gotta say yeah. tim gorski hit it bruno <laughs> that's a clip baby hit it bruno they all he crushed it dude he crushed it um yeah i think i think as some of the other stuff that we liked as well and like this year it this this one came out so early in the year but it's it's dominated like pop culture for so long you gotta give a shout out to to sour the olivia rodrigo album um there's just a ton of a similar situation there where it's like a little bit of flack for like kind of being a little derivative of like the pop punk sound i mean Um, some would say she had to add uh hayley williams to the (laughs) producer notes and you know you know you know what's crazy though like it (laughs) paramore was like yeah we don't care this sounds great our lawyers did that we didn't do that yeah i mean Haley williams is pretty cool no yeah it's, it's awesome it's a lot of fun um and olivia rodrigo i mean is there a bigger song this year than driver's license maybe good for you maybe and they're but they're both olivia rodrigo songs yeah. <laughs> off that album she yeah. killed she hey she crushed it this year, like just kind of really catapulted herself and good for her. Hey, good for you, Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo, I know you're one of our freaking crazy listeners. Yeah, like, absolutely. Great work. Um, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you go. So uh, Una Rosa by Xenia Rubinos, um, oh, an yeah. album that slid under the radar uh, a little bit because... Um, she is grossly less popular than she should be. Um, Very underrated, but, ridiculously but she, underrated. She got on some lists. I was I was reading some lists. Like she's she's definitely in the conversation uh, for for some some publications, which I think is great. Like the more people hear her music, I think the better. Um, she makes super thoughtful, interesting, um, unique music that is about experiences you don't always see being as popular as as other things like i i really do think this album she really goes into that um even even more than she's done in the past and she's yeah. always been um really great at that uh so it's good it's different than her other albums if you hadn't given it a spin yet it just it's very different than her previous work but it's still her um and yeah i loved it continue to love it it's great yeah, it, this this one's too. Like when when you recommended this to me, I was like instantly like, oh, this is this is so cool. This is cool as shit. Um, very like 
technically tight. Um, the production and like the sounds that she's using, I think she it's they were all very extremely deliberate. You could tell that they were very deliberate in the way that she was using some of the synthesizers and like uh, like kind of marrying those with some of the more acoustics. I, I guess is yeah. is like it's just felt really nice to the ear, um, without being like oversaturated and warm. Like it was crisp and and welcoming. But also like very uh, refined and and modern at the same time. It, it's it's a super interesting album that that I definitely highly recommend everyone yeah. listen to. Um, great artist. He, yeah, good. That was, that's a good. That's a good recommendation. Yeah, um, highly highly recommend. Um, and then it's, it's eight bucks on Bandcamp. Do it on a day where Bandcamp doesn't take the royalties. And bingo, bango, you're supporting uh, uh, up-and-coming artists. And if you want to sound cool to your friends, uh, almost every song on that album doesn't even have 100,000 streams yet. So uh, mm. the DMGT podcast just put you on. you would be cool as hell. Bring someone to this concert. I did that, and that's now my wife. So, you know, Look it works that. out. Hey, we're, you will find love if you take the DMGT's recommendations, is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, that's that, and I, I'm going to stand by it. I'm going to go next, uh, top off with the Melodic Bloom, Baby Keem, just a banger of an album. Obviously, banger. the Kendrick bars were, were great. Uh, I was surprised at how few um, like hip-hop albums I had on my list this time around. Just because like in, in years past, I usually have a couple, a few more. Uh, like well, I guess it's like... But but this one's a little bit more, more I guess, diverse in, in, in that aspect of like just straight like banger hip-hop albums. The Melodic Blue... Great album. Baby Kim's kind of like entering his own here a little bit. It's kind of establishing himself as like, all right, the next one of the next rising stars in, in hip hop. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, call me if you get lost. I don't think we need to spend too much time on that one. Tyler is like I mean, making music for us. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I and mean, he just keeps. And and like I would say he's also not making music for us. Well, I guess uh, that's true. Yeah. Like I think I think Tyler is one of those people that. He makes music for him, and then he's one of those artists that is has that gravity where things change when he changes. He yep. is, I yep. think, that level of of artist right now where people see what he's doing and they catch up. Uh, I think he really blew it off with um, with Igor, and then this yeah. is a continuation and like mutation of Igor, but also kind of almost like a redo of some of the stuff he was trying on cherry bomb um and for the better and i'm really excited to see like yeah see what happens next i would say he started breaking it off uh as far back as flower boy but igor's probably the correct answer i mean flower boy yes um i i agree you yeah i mean like i'm not going to argue that at all flower boy is a classic and things didn't sound like that at the time uh in the mainstream as much as that but i think like igor is where he just goes fuck it i'm not even i'm doing this only for me at this point that's yeah. really what, yeah. like igor feels like that flower boy was him proving he is main he, and he can do whatever he wants yeah yeah i agree and then and then if you if you're the type of person that was like hit that's like hip hop isn't what it used to be and there aren't lyricists that's true. the anymore. answer is that's true that is also true. true and also who that's cares true. um 
Yeah. And then that's fine. Mainstream hip hop isn't what it used to be. That's like, okay, it's changed, baby. Not, it's yeah, changed. Yeah. Everything that's changes. What it do- that's what music does and movies do and everything does. Things change. But and if as you Panic want. Panic of the Disco says, things have changed for me <laughs> and that's okay. Um, disclaimer, oh, I think we're not supposed to like Panic at the Disco anymore. I'm not, I'm not sure, but oh, no. I think that that's true. Did he do something stupid? You know what? Probably, this is yeah. the positive episode. So. This is the positive episode. Just do your research. I haven't yet. I think I'm not. I, I, I think I heard the whisper. Oh, boy. Okay, well, it's not like this. I don't know. Well, you know what? I'm just going to keep going. The plugs I met, too. <laughs> Benny the Butcher. If, you, if, you're, if you're like, you know what? I need a little bit more of that old school hip hop vibe that's just like hard bars and like a really, really like underrated lyricist um, in, in modern hip hop is Benny the Butcher. This dude is insane. Like, I think he is a madman, truly, because just the cadence and the way that he strings together some of these verses and, like, pretty much all his work is really, really cool. He's very creative. It's very kind of, like, in-your-face, like, uh, just, like, rap, hip-hop, kind of bordering on, like, the quote-unquote old-school gangsta-type uh type music mm-hmm. but like very artistic too like i think i think sometimes um the hip-hop scene is like oh man this is hard it's like yeah but also this dude is really smart and like very artsy with some of this stuff and the way that i don't know who exactly his, his producer is harry fraud um just the oh, way that I they mean, chop up some of those beats yeah is crazy so yeah. the plugs i met too is is uh, underrated album of the year i would say and and if you need a fat joe verse in your life it's got it it's so got it <laughs> you got an opportunity to fat joe it up some jim jones some jim jones some french montana uh benny the butcher one of the best names in in hip-hop in my opinion a great just name na- name wise it's just a cool fucking name it's it's awesome yeah um technically that's an ep not even an album it's still on my list, baby. It's still on your list. I like short and sweet. We were talking about it last week. Get in, get out, get going. It's not even that short. Too. Well, yeah. It's 30 I guess minutes. It's short. It 28 short. minutes. <laughs> it's fine. Perfect. Great. Perfect. Uh, Danny, are we good with music? We, we spent I think some we're time good, here. We've talked. To, there's plenty of episodes where we talk about music. Go listen to them. Go listen to them. Uh, well, you know what? I'm going to throw together a uh, Spotify playlist. And uh, I'll link it places and, and people can go listen to uh, DMGT. We should have done this a long time ago, actually. DMGT yeah. curated playlist. And, oh, my God. I'm kicking myself for this right now. That's on us. That's oh, on my us. goodness. Okay. Well, that's coming like this week. So I'll keep an eye out for that. Let's talk about. Go. No, no, no. You go. No, you go. No, you go. No, Let's talk please. about games. Let's talk about games, baby. Let's talk about games because <sighs> this year strange year um who won uh take two the game awards happened last week and take two won game of the year which you know what i'm not upset at it's a different game it's a collaborative game um i'm i'm happy for them this this is a cool type of game to to win game of the year if you don't know uh it takes two is basically a co-op um couch co-op puzzle platformer um, that takes the form of like uh, you follow like a relationship, like a failing or a struggling marriage, and the daughter like turns them into dolls, and they have to work together, and they kind of like reconcile and stuff. And it's a very cool concept. Um, 
to to play through and i haven't myself played it yet i i'm planning on on doing that with with lily um i think that's that'll be a fun time but just that concept alone and like everything that i've seen and and read about it online it's like you know what this is a cool one to win i yeah. think i my personal choice would have been returnal i think returnal was my is there there you have it if you're waiting on that video it's gonna returnal is gonna be my pick for game of the year it was fantastic i still think Hades should have won game of the year last year even though i loved 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 last of us 2 that's not a knock against that game I still would have picked Hades. And in a similar situation, I think Returnal takes that formula, tweaks it enough, feels different enough. It takes advantage. It's like an actual next-gen game because it takes advantage yeah. of the power of the PS5 with the SSD and everything. It's hard in, in the most rewarding way possible. And that's, that's as someone who will not touch halo on legendary right now because heroic is pissing me off <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's returnal is so good it's your classic kind of roguelike that has procedurally generated rooms and and, and biomes and different sections mm -hmm. you have to get through the only the only knock i have against that game is that it's they have resolved this to for for the most part but it the the runs aren't as short as a game like Hades. Like they yeah. definitely take a little bit longer. You can suspend the, your sessions now, so you can come back to it later. Um, but but you will be if you want to complete a run, you're gonna be sitting there for at least an hour. So something to keep in mind. Yeah, yeah. And Danny, you know, we were talking about this before the pod. Um, I have done a shockingly little. I've done a shocking. I haven't done a lot of gaming this year. I've done very little gaming that was releases in 2021 yeah, <laughs> yeah um, you you played chivalry too that was technically chivalry too so like that that's definitely like um it was a good month for 30 bucks yeah like i don't play it anymore there was a lot of problems after launch but i had a lot of fun with it literally some of the most laughing i had done playing a video game in all year and it, that's always like it was very fun that one month that we played yeah we had a blast we had a blast and like they're continuing to support it expand it fix bugs like uh i've been contemplating getting back into it for fun um because i'm kind of you know uh stuck right now i don't really have a game that i'm enjoying that i'm trying out um but i will say you know my game of the year is the ps5 port of hades because i didn't get to play it when it came out uh because i didn't didn't play it on switch and yeah man i mean yeah, it I'm is not mad just at that. stupidly good um yep Yes, it is. Talk about it more. It's just like it's 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 real close to perfect. I don't really know what I would change about it because I uh, I'd maybe make it slightly easier to platinum because <laughs> <laughs> it took me like way too long because I didn't realize how much stuff I should have been doing while I was trying to just beat the game. Yeah. Um. I wish I was my hand was held a little bit, but man, great. But I'm not gonna talk about it too much more. Um, Danny. How do you feel about Metroid Dread? Where does it rank? Metroid Dread is in my top five of the year. I think it, it's like it's hard. It's hard with that game because coming off of in quick succession after and relatively quick succession in in the last year, two years uh, after Hades and then after Returnal, um, 
And then going to Ratchet and Clank, which was a little bit more of like popcorn video gaming that is a platformer. Um, wasn't like yeah. too difficult, but it was very fun to play. Uh, I enjoyed the mechanics of it uh, very, and all of that, but it is very popcorny. There's not like a ton of complexity behind it. And then Metroid Dread comes along and says, hey, we're a little bit more complex and we're like, we're the OG Metroidvanias uh, at Metroidvania. Or like that's kind of where that genre comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some sections, just the nature of that game can feel a little clunky at times, it, which is why it kind of knocked it down just a little bit. Like if I was going off the five star donkey rating um, that I love, I think it's the best rating. I think five star ratings are are, are good. Um, I'm, I'm, it's a solid four, four out of five. I think I, it's a game that I highly recommend anyone that likes these types of games to play. Like I think you should play this after Returnal, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> sometime next year when it's like have more discounted. Um, it makes me excited for Metroid Prime 4. Uh, I, I think it's just a it's just a really good Metroid game. Like it, there's not that much more to say about it. I think I said everything that I needed to say in, in my review, which you should go watch on YouTube.com slash the DMGT. Uh, it's it's I, I highly recommend the game. It's fun. It looks, it looks, it runs super well. I'm surprised at how well they made it run on the Switch. Uh, mm. Because when those trailers came out, I was like, this has to be on a Switch Pro. This has to be. This this is running a smooth 60 FPS. And it maintains that for most of the game, even on a handheld. Yeah, yeah. Um, Danny, where would you put this year of games in the last five years of games? It's, it's, a, it's fifth. It's at the bottom. Yep, yep, that's that's true, and I think nothing is typifying that more than the best narrative game award winner was Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy. And I'm not saying that that is a bad game or it has a bad narrative, but I am also saying that come on. <laughs> in in a in a yeah yeah, like I'm not saying that that's like it's a bad game, but like that can't be a strong year if like a massive kind of square enix game yeah yeah wins <laughs> that <laughs> yeah it's oh man i everything i've read so far on guardians i i did i had every intention of playing that before the end of the year it's just there's just not enough time so i'm gonna wait until like oh yeah i'll play little. it at some point yeah i'm sure. going to play it and it looks great it lo- I, um I'm impressed by everything so far. I was like, okay, this looks like a game that I'm going to enjoy when, when, whenever I pick it up. Um, but like the best narrative, I'm like, oh man. Yeah, uh, there's, yeah, I, that, that I don't know. <laughs> that I don't. I'll tell you, that's, I'll, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the strength of the year though. I think that's really it. We didn't, a lot of those games that are heavily story driven, super ambitious, didn't come out. No. Like that's just what happened. Like, and, and like, not to knock the wind from guardians even though we did but it's like if most of the games that got pushed came out no fucking way it yeah man i always go back to like and we kind of touched on this with the battlefield stuff last last week cyberpunk had that potential to like it could have run away with a lot of these awards if they just didn't screw this up if they just didn't screw up that launch I imagine think- if they spent the six extra months nine extra months released it thanksgiving of this year thing would have swept 
It would have swept. It would have swept. I'm yeah. convinced because it would have been. I think it, it, in retrospect, it would have been like, okay, this game's actually not perfect, but the hype that it had around it, and if it had just worked, like just worked, if it had just worked, yes, it would have swept it. It I, after finally playing it in the summer, I was like, this is there's a there's a good game under here. There is a good game here. Um, there's just still so many like just weirdness things that end up distracting you, unfortunately. So that yeah, that that's that's a bummer. But I think. I think we're headed right into into a crazy year. Gonna be a it's gonna be a banger. I mean, we got Absolute Elden Ring. We banger. got Ragnarok. Like, oh my goodness! It's 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 going to punish our interpersonal relationships with people we love. Truly, uh, truly, absolutely, be wrecked. I I, I think unfortunately, uh, Halo might have come out a touch too soon for the twenty twenty two because. It's gonna. It, you're gonna have to remember your experience with Halo after Elden Ring, and then after for Horizon for for Forbidden West, and then after God of War, and those are just like the big ones. Uh, Agatha was the other like huge RPG yeah. one. Potentially like, a Legend of Zelda sequel. <sighs> oh man, I'm that's making me excited for next year. But 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 we're talking. We're still talking about the the stuff that we yeah. like. It wasn't this a year. bad year of games. Like I don't think it was bad. Like there's plenty to go around, and a lot of games that maybe wouldn't have gotten as much playtime, uh, so to speak. Yeah, because a lot of like the blockbusters didn't happen. Um, like I don't know. I mean, I know Deathloop isn't an indie game by any means, but I don't think Deathloop would have taken so much of the airtime of just gaming narrative gaming stuff if if it wasn't um a year that that didn't have the ragnaroks and right the, right the, they're forbidden west not yes it's a bad game it's a great game it's a really amazing game but yeah i don't know it's been kind of cool to see like in in so many games moving yeah like death loop it takes two metroid dread psychonauts two ratchet and clank Resident Evil Village are all the Game of the Year nominees. Like that's it's kind not, of an interesting yeah, yeah. slate. I'm not saying it's like the strongest games ever, but it's kind of cool that uh, some games that people might have passed up were the ones to play. If if you if you're looking for a recommendation, because I'm going to talk this up in 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 my video, if you're looking for a recommendation of a game that isn't on like these lists so as as prevalently. Um, I'm going to really recommend Death Store this year. Um, it's not my like top game of the year, but it's gonna it's in my top five. I won't tell you where it lands. Um, but that store is is a grossly underrated game this year. It just are you what are you you're saying Vet Store? Death Store, like Death Store. Death store. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. What is that game? <laughs> it's uh it's like a old school Zelda dungeon crawler like um where it's like your your 3d overworld uh camera view oh and yeah, then you yeah. Have, like the little bird that like just has a little sword and you're just running around trying to like capture like souls and dreams it's it's very it's a really trippy concept but it's very fun it's colorful it's it's very lighthearted uh at times it's a little spooky at times um very underrated game i recommend that it just they it's finally across all platforms it released earlier this year but just like last month, it finally hit the PS5 and, awesome. and the Switch. So go for um, that one. My little little played game, it, I don't think it came out in 2021, but Concrete Genie. Concrete uh, Genie. Ooh. 
it was a PlayStation Plus game uh, that I ended up really loving because of how low stakes it was and how, like, it was just nice. And and I like games that are like that occasionally. Like, uh, so yeah, another probably not that played, more played when it got on PlayStation Plus, but um, just a nice experience. I, I I would recommend that for my little little maybe little played little known games of the year i like it i like that that's a great recommendation spencer kudos yeah how do you you draw like that's what the game is you're like drawing yeah. and then you're like riding around with a little little genie um music is great very pretty um so danny uh wanted to quickly talk through some some of the movies yeah that i have seen this year that i really liked um and then um some movies that i've watched this year on on my projector uh that was really fun you know 2021 for me was really you know uh first and foremost the year that i uh was wedded and and like a very close second was i got a projector (laughs) (laughs) christine within earshot Uh uh-huh yeah okay right outside the door just listening uh help me um but so i watched um a ton of movies this year and, and it's actually something one of my things for 2022 is I want to watch like a lot more movies. I, I, I have done really great in the past watching like most of the Oscar hopefuls this year. You know, I, I haven't as much. Uh, I just, it's been busy, a busy year, but um, you know, I'm just kind of, I, I, I'm going to say this, I'm kind of done with YouTube and that's like the past year I've been, filling a lot of my void time on weekend mornings because I'm an early riser. Mm. Just like clicking through YouTube and being really bored. But then I was like, why aren't I just watching movies? Like, I got plenty of time. I wake up at 7 in the morning no matter what. Like, it sucks. Like, let's watch the movies on the weekend. But some movies that I, for me, so far that I've seen, the best of the year, um, and this is not inclusive of some movies I really want to see, like Parallel Mothers, I haven't seen Encanto, Drive My Car, The Power of the Dog, Licorice Pizza, Passing. There's just a ton of movies. Spencer, the, uh, the movie about uh, Diana. Um, there's just a ton of movies that I haven't seen that I, I want to see. So this is not like, keep it in mind, like yeah, basically yeah, when I say yeah. what my picks are. <laughs> but I think, I have like a three-way tie currently in my favorite movies of the year. Oh, interesting. Um, so pick number one is the movie Pig with Nicolas Cage, who has a truffle pig living in a cabin in Portland, and someone steals his truffle pig. Oh, yeah, I have heard about this one. And you start like... Yeah, 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 yeah. That... Sounds like it's going to be a batshit Nicolas Cage movie, right? It's really hard to not think this is an insane movie. It is one of his most understated performances. It is one of his best performances. It reminds you that he is an Oscar winner. And wow, this is one of my favorite movies of the year. It is like truly beautiful. Um, it is extremely sad and subtle. Um, it's, it was amazing. I love it so much. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I, really, I'm looking, I'm I looking cried at... during it 
at a time during the movie that I didn't think <laughs> like I was going to cry, but it was just so understated and human. Um, it's a beautiful movie. Yeah, I'm gonna check this out. I'm looking at the stills. I'm like, and that's the first thing I was gonna that stuck out to me. I was like, dude, the cinematography on these stills looks dope. It's great. A lot of natural lighting. Um, there's like one moment where you get a little bit of the cage out, um, but the rest <laughs> of it, like, he barely talks. It's pretty. It's a pretty amazingly expressive performance for barely talking. Um, Love that. So that's one of my favorites. Um, another one uh, with my boy Oscar Isaac. The card counter. I love this Oscar movie. Isaac. Oh, oh, if you love Oscar Isaac just staring at stuff. This is the movie <laughs> for you. It is amazing. It's a, it's a, uh, man, sorry, the, um, the card counter. I'm uh, forgetting the director's name, which I shouldn't because it's Paul Schrader, um, who is one of, you know, uh, Scorsese's collaborators, one of his, the people that have written a lot of Scorsese's work over the years um and just as his his own voice uh in cinema he's he's directed a ton of absolute classics i think this is up there with his best um and oscar isaac's performance truly incredible um another simmering performance with not the most words in the world and it it explores like a very interesting world which is people who travel the country kind of gaming casinos um and it's not really about that you know it's one of those movies where that's Uh, what happens but it's not about it um great movie highly recommend it gorgeous gorgeous on my projector absolutely gorgeous oh um and my third my tie is um the green green knight uh the green knight which is an a24 joint one of my favorite um the one of my favorite movie studios at this yeah. at this stage um and this stars just the incredibly handsome Dev Patel. He's um, so cool, man. He he's is so cool. So fucking cool and he's so good in this <laughs> damn movie. Um he's amazing. It's got Alicia Van Vikander, Joel Edgerton, Sean Harris absolutely kills it. Um, directed and written by David Lowry. Uh, and the cinematography is unlike anything you'll watch this year. Um, the storytelling is non-traditional. Um, and it's just fucking awesome. It's so good. Yeah, I remember you you hyping this one up when 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 you first saw it. And yeah. It's that's it, a great pick. That's a great. I would say like all these movies, not necessarily the easiest to get into. You got to be in a mood. Sure. So definitely, if you're like, I want a movie that is a bit more popcorn. Well, uh, guess what? I got some of those for you too. And because <laughs> none Danny, of those were those picks. <laughs> no, those were all like not very like they were tough watches, and sometimes it was hard to 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 watch them. Um, they were a little more challenging, but I really enjoyed them. But um, man, I had an absolute blast at Black Widow. Black I Widow's really cool. Black, Black Widow. Widow is cool. That's uh, fun. Black Widow got way too much shit. Uh, I don't know why people were. Well, I know why. It was a woman starring in an action movie. Um, but Black Widow was great. Uh, I loved everything about it. I. It's a Marvel movie. It has Marvel movie problems. Um, of course. But one of those problems is not. 
all of the people that are in the movie. Like they all did great. It was really fun. Um, it told a good family story. Like it was cool. The action was pretty, pretty cool. Um, everybody just crushes it. I'm excited to see how they transition. Um, uh, Florence Pugh. I was about to say, Flo- I love Florence Pugh. She was, I she loved was Florence Pugh. so much fun. It was awesome. Um, so, you know, if you not challenging to watch, fun to watch. No, no, um, very fun. Yeah. And then honestly, a movie that I don't think has gotten enough credit, but this is the best comedy that has come out in the last five years. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. I haven't seen that. Um, it is, I think it was Hulu, but it also came out I think briefly in some cinemas, but Barb and Star. Mm. Um, and this is, uh, this is Kristen Wiig uh, with one of her like writing partners and really great friends, Annie Mumolo. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's got a great turn uh, from Jamie Dornan playing like an absolute weirdo. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it is extremely strange. It <laughs> is a full on, like balls to the wall comedy it is nothing but silly um it's not trying to give you anything but laughs per minute lpm and it, it delivers I'm into it's it. so funny um absolutely bonkers uh it really hit like i would say that it was watching that movie it was like felt to me like watching anchorman like for the first time. Oh you're, man, you're like, that's that's you're watching cool. this movie and you're like, "Oh shit, this is so funny." And you don't we don't get these very often. Like we just don't anymore. Like studio comedies don't exist. Um good studio comedies are really rare. Um this one's a great one. Highly highly recommend it. And then just, I mean, Dune. Shit slaps. Can't wait for the second part. It looks beautiful. It was so cool to watch. I love Dune. So, so we, 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 I, I, we didn't, we haven't talked about Dune together, um, because, because I think visually and like, like the, these, the audio design and like the costume design and like the, the cultural like influences that they had from the Middle East and, and stuff, because it's, that's literally where, where they filmed, yeah. um, was, I think top notch like straight yeah. top notch for me uh, have you read dune i have not read dune and that's and, and i'm going to i'm going to because that's what everyone tells me in response to like what i'm about to. oh yeah i would say dune on. is not a movie it's <laughs> it's half of a movie oh okay because that that was like literally the only totally thing i came valid. out with i totally, totally i came out of, i was like there was no resolution to oh yeah anything that we were yep. given at not all a movie yep it's a it's the first half of a pilot basically like um if you haven't read it yeah you would be you should be pissed because because it's I w- not a story i came it's- out of that and i was like this like you know what uh I, w- I won't go into specific spoilers but once like the war starts like that first that that yeah. like that that first attack comes in i'm like there's there's a couple of moments in there that's like th- this this would have been a, an amazing season finale if this was like a tv show yeah yeah i would say that like the reason I have Dune on there is a because I read Dune. Um, okay, and I only that read makes Dune sense. The last couple of years, that um, makes sense. But B, Dune's a vibe. I was I was gonna say like everyone everyone movie. that loves this movie has read the book, so I'm like, okay, I gotta yeah. go read the book. I gotta go read the book. It's one of those um, adaptations where you're like, oh, 
they it's rare it's rare they really did a good job not taking out much even though there's a lot of things in dune that you know the the age-old dune adaptation can't be filmed right um because there's a lot of really crazy shit that they don't explain but i think dune did a great job with the vibe of being dune i know they changed stuff people are more ardent fans than me are upset about some things but you know that's making a book a movie there's always going to be that yeah just the nature Uh, but dune was fun man set design sound design music cinematography so cool i loved all of that i loved all um so movies that i just watched this year that i i really they didn't come out this year i think they're worth watching and um sorry uh in advance for christine if she ever gets this far (laughs) into this podcast but i mean i gotta give a shout out to 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 michael mann for directing heat and letting me watch it on my projector because that shit (laughs) slaps every time i watch it and i've watched it 10 times this year uh and i will watch it again this year because it's becoming one of those movies i put on it's and I liter- don't do that very often, but I it, fucking love it. For for those of you listening, and I, I feel for I feel for Christine because this is is literally a fifty fifty chance that that Spencer brings up heat whenever I see him or talk to him. Yeah, and have you watched it yet in its entirety in <laughs> in my projector room? No, so no, because I'll you keep bringing it up. me jerk. Literally, just come to my I house. Know, you know. can go into my house now. I'm, I am there, but wink. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then Miami Vice, which is another Michael Mann movie, which honestly everybody Classic. thinks is bad, and you're wrong. It's a vibe. <laughs> it's not. It's not a movie. It's not a good story, but it is absolutely great at the same time. So that's a great one. Um, Peak and Jamie Foxx, man. So two movies that I watched this year that are really, really sad and enter your at your own risk. Oh boy. So I watched The Father, and these are both uh, movies that I cried a lot in. Um, I watched The Father, which is um, uh, a movie from last year that uh, Anthony Hopkins won um, for Best Actor. And the funny thing, he didn't go because he didn't think he was going to win, so he didn't go. (laughs) Um, And he's also like 90, so it was like probably not great for him to go, or he's 83. Um, great, really good movie, really sad movie. Um, yeah, enter at your own risk. I think is one of those. It's one of those movies. Uh, this is this is dementia. the uh, dementia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but it's great. It's a great performance. Uh, it's a good movie. Now, my my final one, and this is um, one thing uh, where I did watch this movie. I watched it because Christine and I like Jason Siegel, and this movie. Happens to star Casey Affleck, um, who ah. is problematic. Ah. Um, but it was it was a movie that like went under the radar when it came out in 2019, probably for reasons you know of that course. You can look up. But Jason Siegel is is in it, and um, there is three movies that I've watched in my life uh, where I have uh, not been able to stop crying. Um, oh. One movie is Gleason, the documentary about the Saints uh, special teams person who 
gets Luke Eric's disease and ALS yeah. and you know it's a uh, that movie is um so sad and about time uh which of course has the um time travel romantic love story but then it slaps you with a story about a dad and his son and you don't realize that that is what it's about ultimately it's about family and that movie of course uh me and tobias uh <laughs> people in college on a date and they left <laughs> because we couldn't stop crying um and we couldn't leave the theater and uh putting uh this movie our friend into that category wow uh, best movies uh, i've one of the best movies i've ever watched that i won't see again because i don't think i can do it um it's a it's about a friend kind of the final friend that sticks around as a a, a woman who's who's one of the stars of the movie um she uh and and sorry uh dakota johnson um is one of the stars of the movie she gives a great performance it's a woman who uh has terminal ovarian cancer and Jason Siegel plays the basically the only friend who sticks around to the very end. Damn. And it's a very, very beautiful, and I'm about to cry, it's a very, very beautiful um, story about like, like what a true friend can be to a person or to people. Because um, it's a couple, he's their best friend. And there's nothing weird in the movie about that. There's no throupling. There's no sexual tension. It's just this person um, who loves these people and they love him back and how he supports them. And it's just, it's a really, really uh, beautiful and sad movie. So yeah, those are all, those are just the things that really stuck with me this year. Um, so I highly recommend all of them. Hell yeah, dude. I I have not seen, and usually I'm not, I'm not a movie junkie like you are. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 we've talked about this. I do enjoy like good, I I think I good, enjoy good films, um, but I've seen nothing besides blockbusters this year. Um, and I think, I mean, obviously for Which, obvious Danny, reasons, that's, but that's good. Do yeah, it. no, no, There's it's, it's, it's been it. super fun, but I, but I do, I do enjoy watching like a little bit more like provoking, uh, movies and, and film as, as well. And I'm like, damn, I haven't done any of that this year. So. Uh, and there's like really no reason for me not to. I have a, I mean, I don't have a projector. I don't have a Spencer projector, but well, I have, an OLED, I have my a man. great OLED that movies look fantastic in. Yeah. So yeah, I got to get into some more of that because basically been uh, a Marvel, like Marvel, the Marvel movies, which by the way, I'm very excited for Spider-Man coming out on Thursday. I'm oh, I just go. watched Homecoming last night. It's, Homecoming's great. good. <sighs> I'm Jake so Gyllenhaal excited. is great. Lily hates Jake Gyllenhaal, but for other reasons, uh, <laughs> the scarf, man, the scarf, that damn oh, scarf. Okay. Um, yeah, I gotta watch more movies. But the the you always, I always come out of whenever we talk about movies, I always come out with like, damn, I gotta go. Like, I at least three films that I gotta go watch for sure. Well, I mean, movies, they're a commitment, right? Like, and and they don't get the hype in like social media that other things get at this point, like. Squid Game is right, a great example. Right, right. Squid Game, definitely my favorite thing I watched this year. Yeah, um, so, so good. It's fucking amazing. Uh, but it's like, I don't know. I think a lot of just movies don't, for some reason, have the traction that they once did with culture. And, you know, throw in that people 
rightfully aren't going to the movies uh, as much because of trying to stay safe. It's a it's an interesting time. Um, movies are still sick. Also, I watched the Terminator recently for the first real time I think without it being on TV. Oh wow! Holy shit! Imagine watching that movie not knowing what that movie was. <laughs> like how madness fucking exciting would it have been to be like, oh, the Conan the Barbarian guys doing the Terminator? Terminator. Okay. Probably the hero. Wait a second. Is he a robot? (laughs) This is a sci-fi film? (laughs) Traveling through time? What the hell is going on here? (laughs) It wasn't him. It was uh, the other guy, right? It was... uh, Oh, no. You say it's Dingus. Oh, it was Schwartz. It was a Schwartz. I paused and enhanced, you know? (laughs) Enhanced works on on films that old, for sure. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely not grainy. But anywho, movies are fun. Watch them. Love it. And sad. Danny, what's your favorite tech? Go. MacBook Pro. MacBook Pro. I'm going to make... I I haven't done the video yet. I was supposed to hit it for a month. uh, The month review a week ago. But I'm just finishing up some things because I want to get this right. This is... Like top top three favorite tech purchases of all time. Top Damn. three. It's that good. It is that good. That's great. It is insane. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Hell yeah. Uh, mine. This is. I haven't even talked to you about this, Danny. I got a Wythings Steel Sport HR. Whoa. It's a smartwatch that looks like a not smartwatch. It just has a little e ink. Damn. Screen. Oh, I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thirty day battery life. If you don't do notifications, tracks GPS, all the stuff. Heart rate, VO2, max. This is uh, technically not a model that came out this year. That's a one that I didn't want to spend the money on right sure, now. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, this thing is dope. Um, yeah, I, you're, you're famously not a big fan of wearables. No, because I don't like how they look like wearables. And yeah. this one has legitimately fooled everybody that's asked about it. So that's exactly what I've wanted. I have talked about this Ooh. on the podcast. Yeah, um, you have talked about a, this. I'm yeah. glad you found something. That's awesome. The thing, the thing that's tough is reading a normal watch is hard. <laughs> <laughs> and they know that. So if you do one <laughs> click, it just gives it to you digitally. And they know oh my how God, stupid everybody no. is. It's really sad. No way. Oh, no, my sucks. God. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's I look at it and I'm like, fuck, I don't know. I don't know. It's like close to a 45 oh, of shit. one of them. Oh, my God. Of you, one of them. You literally bought it for the aesthetic. You literally made a purchase because of how it looks. <laughs> it's, just, it's just in the direction that people don't normally go with these types of things. That's funny as shit. Oh, yeah, my God. But my God. sleep score, I will say that it tells me um, it's worried about me. I would say that it's worried about me. It's like, why don't you sleep? What's going on? What's happening to you? And I'm like, just chill. Um, the, the, but yeah, this, that's actually my tech of the year. Yeah, it was. It, I just got it like that, a couple weeks ago. Hey, that's so. a good. That's a really good one. That's a really yeah. good one. I thought you were gonna go with your projector. I know. I know. I thought so too. I'm and shocked. Like, in terms of my heart, it's the projector. But in terms of my actual heart, 
it's this watch. This, this, it's, man, this is a twist at the end of the episode for the final. Uh, you, I told you were you right. It was you going were right. To be better than holy secession. shit, man. God damn. I fucking got you all. I don't man. even know who you are anymore. I know. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Danny, I think we've done we've done enough for everyone. <laughs> we have. We have. Hey. Thank you for listening uh, this year. We, 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 grew, we grew a little little audience here. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you still haven't bought a hat, though, so I can't thank you too much. Mm. Uh, but we have, we have more plans. Bigger, bigger, always bigger things next year. We'll, get, uh, we'll give you the opportunity to like, help us do more things. Yeah. Um, OnlyFans coming. OnlyFans coming soon. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. But no, seriously, thank you for listening. Uh, We'll be we'll be back in I don't know a month or so our normal winter break. Yeah, yeah, we got to go. You know, hibernate with the boys. Yes, yes, all the boys. All right, Danny. I hope you lose in fantasy football so that I can win uh, in fantasy football. Well, I beat you last week, and I was very happy about that. But hey, you you made it. To be fair, to be fair, you beat me because my entire team is hurt, and I'm playing with. Uh, I don't do trades. I also had so. multiple injuries, so yeah, you can. Yeah, uh, I mean, you had Cooper Cup still, so I, I did have Cooper Cup still. Hey, I just, I just drafted better, man. I just drafted better than everyone. All right, we gotta go. Okay. This is positive, Danny. Okay, bye. bye.